foundation, I don't know. It takes a little more than what you show, and that's yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Welcome to Bobby Finn Knows Everyone, Bull Tab Sports Production. I am Bobby Finn, born and raised on the east side of St. Paul, where we are about looking out for each other, working hard, and telling it like it is, no BS. And that's what you're going to get on our podcast, East Side Straight Talk in a world that has gone a little sideways, along with me, Tom Lord. How are you, Tommy? Hey, yo, what's happening? Thanks for having me, Bobby. Thanks for coming. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We do have a very, very legendary guest today. Some call him the coach from Cheers, <laughs> but Billy Rohde. Billy Rohde, how are you doing, Billy? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, thank you very much. I've been working on you for six months at uh, least, right? I got a busy schedule, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Billy Rohde, another East Side legend. <laughs> He's an East Side legend. Well, before you guys go too far with that East Side He's legend, a South St. Paul boy, I'm right? a South St. Paul guy. By like, proxy, though. Yeah, but you know what Doug Woog once said? The East Side and South St. Paul are joined by Concord and Arcade <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Concord and Arcade, yeah, that's about the same that's thing, a, right? Doug Moog told me that one time. Well, that's same, funny. same kind of people. Really, you know, I've heard a ton of stories. You've been around my family for a long time. Got a lot of stories, but a really long time. Are we going this right now, or what are we getting into? <laughs> yeah, we're going this right now. We're getting, right now. We're getting into the. <laughs> Billy's going to let us know how it is, how it was, how it should be. Oh man! Well, right. I wish it should be because it's not like it should be anymore. But yeah. that's just the way it is. That's know? the way the pod right here. Yeah. That's how we tell it like it is. East side telling it like it talk. is. How it should be. I talk about youth hockey and everything, and now I sound like the dinosaur from the two thousand back in the day. But uh, well, the problem is, is we we need we need the dinosaur because without that, we're lost. Yeah. I mean, we we don't know which way we're going anymore. I think we're just all over the place. And everybody has their own little thing. Like, it worked. It worked. And like I was saying, we were talking about this earlier. My dad's friends he hung out with were every, I mean, Mexicans and Indians and every, every, every walk of life, every, poor people from everywhere. Yeah. And they all got along. Everybody. They all figured it out. Like I just said, and I grew up in South St. Paul. I went to a Polish church. We used to have mass in Pol Polish on Sunday. And I was an Irish Catholic. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. And an altar boy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's really changed. Uh, but it's, um, they're all good people like you guys. You young guys uh, try to keep it going. Keep it going and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. So you probably know Bill Rohde from Strauss. Um, I call it Strauss Hockey, Strauss Skate, Strauss skate, Strauss skate and Bicycles. And, bike, yep. yeah. and Billy's been there since I've known the place. And that's why I call you an East Sider because that, that place is on the east side of town. And Well, here's kind of a funny story. So right out of high school, I got recruited to play. I played high school hockey at South St. Paul, and I played with legendary guys that played in Warren Miller. Um, Warren played 10 years in the NHL. I played with the Yakko boys, Dan Bonk, national champs, uh, a um, couple other guys that played D1 football at U. Um, and uh, right out of high school, I got recruited. I was a goalie and to go to play at St. Cloud. I played, uh, I went to school one day. 
And I got a call from the Fighting Saints to become, I was the assistant equipment manager. So I left school after one day. One day. I drove back home and says, <laughs> I'm going to make $3.25 an hour washing jocks and washing underwear. And <laughs> so I started, to work for, I started to work for them and went to my, uh, we had training camp in Duluth. And for your older, older people listening, uh, Mike Antonovich was my first roommate to this day. We are still friends. He's always reaches out when I see him. Um, so I got to be friends. I'm still friends with Danny Heatley's father, Murray Heatley. And when Danny played with the Wild, he'd come to town and we'd hang out. Where is so he from? Danny's from Calgary. Okay. And Murray, we called him Murray the Mole. He was about <laughs> five foot six, about 160 in front of the net. He'd like a little mole. But he played at Madison back in the late 60s. And we became really good friends. And uh, it's great to, um, when, when Danny played here, he uh, would hang out uh, after and have dinner with him and everything. He's a wonderful kid. He just, if you remember his accident oh, down was, in Atlanta. Yeah. But he's just the nicest. He Phenomenal player. So, yeah, he was a good guy. So I worked for the Fighting Saints. I've got, you know, it was funny because um, I, one of my favorite guys and one of the best guys was Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall would sit and sign every kid's autograph after the game, every kid. And I was the last guy out of the locker room, and I'd always see him sitting there, and the lights were off at the old Civic Center yeah. down there. Well, and here's a story that I'll tell, one of my many stories. But one night we played on a Sunday night, and it snowed like crazy. And there was about 3,000 people there. And Bobby Hall um, signed every kid's autograph. And I was coming out of the locker room, and I said, you want to ride back to the hotel? And he says, they stayed at a place called the Cap Towers. That was like six, eight blocks from the, ex, uh, from the um, Civic Center. So it was 12 inches of snow. Everything was closed. He says, hey, Billy, I'm really hungry. I need something to eat. Well, we come out of the ramp. Up to the uh, up to Civic Center, and I'm trying to find a place to eat. And the only place that was open was Mickey's Diner. <laughs> and you guys know what <laughs> Mickey's trolley. Diner, yeah, the yeah. trolley car. Yeah. So here's Bobby Hall, the first two million dollar hockey player, in wearing his fur coat, seven three trolley. Oh yeah, he's wearing the big heels. We walk into Mickey's Diner. He sits down, and there's fourteen bums in there. Uh, he's talking. They didn't know if he was Bobby Hall or. <laughs> Right. Or, or the president of the United Bobby States. Finn. Or Bobby <laughs> Finn, yeah. So we sat, uh, we had we had breakfast. It was about one in the morning. I took him back to the hotel. So about a month later, he comes back for another road trip from Winnipeg. And, and it was a lot nicer night, and he wanted to get something to eat. And he says, hey, Billy, take me back to that Mickey's diner. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, nobody knew. He didn't get right. bugged. Nobody asked him for autographs. And uh, to this day, he passed away. I have a... Game used signed Bobby Hall stick. Well, about ten years ago, he came for the state tournament, and he, um, I brought the stick down to have it resigned, and he remembered my name. That's awesome. It's 50, Forty years later, hey Billy, how are you? So what? that's that's uh, how I get going in hockey. Not playing. I really wish I would have played, but I got involved in uh, the Fighting Saints, and then. Um, I started to work part-time at Strauss in 1972. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's the year I was born. Well, 
Well, here's as the story evolves, as I get along with life, I was working for a um, company and I, I had back surgery and I couldn't go back to work. So I'd go in and get my skate sharp and my partner in crime and uh, my lifelong friend there, Moose, I'd come in there and I'd sit and BS for an hour and a half. He finally told me to leave. He says, if you're going to hang around, I'm going to hear you. <laughs> so he hired me part-time. And Moose worked there in 72 as well? No, I'm sorry. I kind of got old. Uh, after 72, 20 years later. Yeah. Um, I think it was like 92 or 94. I had double back surgery. So I would go in there and he started, he was working there. And again, he says, if you're going to hang around, bug me all day, I'm going to hire you. So I worked, I started working two to six. That's and then some guy quit. I worked full time. I said, I'm just going to work for a couple of weeks. I'll find another job. Well, I 30, years later. 30 years later, I got very comfortable and it's uh, turned out to be a tremendous job and meet you guys. And I can't tell you how many, there's just a lady came in today. She says, Oh, it's so nice to see you. I said, well, how long has your kid been out of hockey? She says, 10 years. I was going to say, 10 years? Holy grace. Where's <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it's uh, it's been a fun job. It's a great, great story. Like I said, it's the cheers of hockey stores, of anything. Everybody knows your name, and we don't get to uh, – we're a little different type of retail store. You know, we, we bust our ass to make customers happy. Uh, led by Moose and uh, the ownership, uh, the young ownership are kind of running it now. And you guys, they're they're going to be they're Stillwater parents, so they're turning they're really good people. Sean and Janelle Hastings, and we got a good group of kid, good group of uh, people there. Scott Hamley's been there for thirty years, as you guys know, he's the a Bantam, double A Bantam coach at White Bear, and got a lot of young good kids. Andrew Ellis, Alan Ellis, it's. Uh, it's a fun place. I mean, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm 69 and I'm still working. I should be retired. Yeah, but you want to keep working. Yeah. You gotta keep working. You're I, so good. I mean, I, you guys are so good, and you're so. I mean, it's it is a cultural atmosphere in there. Every time you walk in there, I mean, it's not just a retail store. It's more way way more than that. You guys put your heart and soul into it. There's I mean, it's a store is actually small. It's small. Yeah, we so you guys remodeled. have to work your ass off. <laughs> yeah. You have to. I mean, you guys are running constantly. Well, it's it's funny you say that. Even I've got a, a pedometer on my phone, and uh, usually around September till about Christmas, I put about 12,000 steps God, in a day. Wow. I'm running back and forth, running. But I was going to tell you a little story. About a year ago, a guy came in from Chicago and he says, I haven't been here in 20 years. And he walks in the door and he goes, Oh, Strauss, I still smell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That you should fantastic. sell, sell the smell, put sell it in a little smell. bottle and yeah. like a Strauss, What's, a candle, make a Strauss well, candle. The funny Moose and I laugh and people say, well, the carpet's been there since 1972. <laughs> so it's the same. We actually remodeled one of our, uh, one of our rooms. We're going to put a, we have a shooting booth in there to test kids' shots and some other things. That's the first new carpet that's been in there. And where is that? You know where the skates are stocked, yeah. right next door. We try. We just did it last week. It's all okay. it's all up and running, so kids can come in and uh, we will. Uh, we have an iPad and we will. We'll have you take a shot and we'll. Bauer Hockey will recommend uh, the curve, the flex, uh, what size, and we're not super. Running yet with it? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm Mr. IT, so the it's beta just version. with the iPad, yeah. 
but it's uh we're gonna have a couple other things in there and we're gonna open some more space with uh retail uh, apparel which is real big now in the like bowers they they bower coal uh, co-operates with lululemon and you guys know with young kids oh, what yeah. that's all about <laughs> yeah it's yep. crazy it's all my kid wears it's, yeah well, i've heard the high school hockey team might move to some lululemon apparel this year as well like well, oh, they, my somebody God. did a couple of years oh the uh double a manums at stillwater yeah, of they course bought, yeah, yeah. You wear a lot of Lulu, don't you, Rody? Well, I, I lower boo boo. <laughs> so is it, true, is it true that Strauss is the oldest hockey store in the country? Maybe? In the, well, we credit in North America, but I I God, can go can, as far as the world now. So, come on, yeah. 1881. 1887. Jeez. Like I said, Strauss was started about by John Strauss Jr. He came from Germany, and then he started making steel blades back in the 1900s for uh speed skaters for everybody and we got yeah, skates yeah. hanging up there um his son john jr who i worked for in the 70s wonderful him and his wife ella they ran it after their father died and we and their nephew don you guys you probably remember you used to go in there don yeah. paul had a guy just Greatest guy in the world. Bobby he, got into a fight with him one time. <laughs> <laughs> he used to, he like he was buddies with the Schwartzes from Harding. All oh these, yeah. Uh, but Don, uh, Don uh, passed away about uh, everything's five years to me. It could have been eight years ago, but he was a nephew. So that was the last of the family of the actually Strauss family. So you think about this in a hunt. What are we at now? One hundred thirty-nine. There's been two families in that whole business. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and still it. holding on. And uh, isn't America like 139 years old? I think <laughs> I feel like the Revolutionary War was 139 years ago. Probably was. Oh my God. When people come in and ask, how, old, how long you guys been here? And I says, well, 139. I says, I'm the oldest employee in the sporting business. I'm 119. <laughs> I'm, I tell them I'm pickled. So. <laughs> Uh, take a little break fantastic yeah sure we'll take a little break because he's got a thousand more of these uh i hear you i understand it let's talk some about some of our uh sponsors and we appreciate you guys um the sponsors that are are uh, jumping on board to help out um of course there's jimmy's salad dressings and dips and jimmy's has been a sponsor for a long time um and it's awesome because it's coleslaw season that's right slaw season and jimmy's has three types of coleslaw they have original pineapple and fat free so as uh things are heating up that means you got to cool things down a little bit and you throw a little jimmy's coleslaw on your plate uh, next to your warm burger and fries uh, so it's great for back backyard barbecues and grilling, and uh, you mix it up. Uh, it, it's great on not only burgers, but, you know, warm chicken sandwiches, too. So find Jimmy's Coleslaw at Cub or hy V, or check out the website. Uh, just go to jimmysdressing.com. Um, they've even got a coleslaw calculator on the site. You can figure it all out there. <laughs> Uh, so like uh, Jimmy's always says, Bobby always says it too. Don't you be messing with the dressing. That's right, baby. Uh, and then uh, I'll talk about one more here. We got a new sponsor on board, which all you boys are going to like out there. It's called Chill Boys. I even got the package right here. It's called uh, Chill Boys. What Chill Boys does is they make life changing underwear. That's right. You get a little steamy, you get a little warm downstairs, and what do these boxer briefs do? Well, for starters, they're made out of bamboo. 
Okay. And it's designed to keep the boys cool when you need it most. Uh, so just you open that package and as soon as you do, you feel that cool sensation. Um, it's made with that cool material and uh, it, it makes you comfortable all day long, especially right downstairs where it counts. So uh, check them out um, and don't take my word for it. Um, try some of those life changing underwear yourself. Just visit chillboys.com and you keep your boys cool this summer. <laughs> so the. The bamboo is good for the wood. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But hey, let's get back. Let's get back to Billy. All right. So more Strauss, more Strauss stories. We got to talk more Strauss stories. More Strauss stories. I mean, you guys on a daily basis, I mean, tell, tell us who walks in. I mean, if, if it is the cheers of sporting goods and you're the coach, right? You're coach of sporting goods. What do you got coming in there day in and day out? You got famous people, you got athletes, you got all sorts of stories. You got, probably got hot, hot-headed hockey dads like Bobby, pissed off and ready to fight the world. Well, oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had uh, a couple of quick stories. I've had uh, Christmas Eve morning, guy walks in and says, can I get a pair of blades for my skates? And I look at the guy, he looks familiar. He was TJ Oshie. He got on the airplane. And he brought his skates when they wouldn't let him come in with the skates because they were weapons. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he came in. His wife is from West St. Paul. Her, I know his father-in-law's last name's Cosgrove. So they came out there. Uh, um, he had my pair of blades because he wanted to go Christmas skating. And I go, here's the NHL all-star. Yeah, Needs blades. Um, the other guy we had, well, one of my favorite story was um, – God, I'm blanking on his name now. The guy from Black Hawk Down, the actor from Minnesota. Oh, oh Josh uh, Hartnett. Hartnett. Josh Hartnett came in. Yeah. So, long story. Week before that, his brother played hockey at Central High School. Mean, St. Paul Central. Brother, St. Paul Central. That's where Josh Hartnett's from. Really. His little brother. So oh, I don't like him. Jo- <laughs> his brother came in next this week. Next uh, or the following week, guy comes in and he's got a ball cap on, pulled down. He's and my brother just bought some skates, and uh, I'm looking to get the same thing. And uh, um, I got him skates. I heated them. Well, there was three little college girls, high school girls sitting, and they're giggling up a storm looking at this guy. They're going, <laughs> and one of the guys from the back room comes up through the hallway and sees him sitting there after I tie his skates up and heat him. And all of a sudden, he, this is right after Black Hawk Down. And he goes, we got a black hog doll. We got a black hog doll. <laughs> he starts laughing, and the girls go, ah, it's Josh Hartnett. Well, he sat there. He signed autographs. He was a, just a just a trooper. A um, couple of the Hill Murray girls were playing up at Aldrich, and they found out this was like he was there about one, and they were play, playing at three. All of a sudden, about eight of them came down to see him. Somebody called up to Aldrich and says, hey, Josh Hartnett said Strauss. Oh, he's another guy that was there. The, I told you guys earlier, Hillary Knight was in the other night, the Olympic. Um, she captain, was getting a USA yeah, women's captain. What a nice person, you know. And uh, she had her bicycle shipped out to Idaho. Um, yeah, we've had so many. But it isn't those people that makes us guys like you two guys and all my friends down Stillwater and White Woodbury. And those are the people that, I, you know, we've had. You can have you have enough hockey guys. I've seen enough. Mark Messier was one of the coolest guys I ever met. He's been in the shop because he 
him and his sister started uh, Cascade. Remember the days of Cascade helmet, high yeah, helmets? Yes, they did the helmet and Mark, too. Mark was uh, Mark was in there. Uh, Guy Lafleur, I've met Guy. The flower, the flower. Yeah, he died. He just died here a couple of years ago. God, that Stanley Cup story I heard about him was incredible. Right? Here's an here's kind of another cute story. Um, Thomas Vanek's father came in from Austria. This was when Thomas was at DU, and he says, "I want a pair of skates just like Thomas." So um, he said, "Call the warrior rep." No, he no, it, it wasn't warrior man. It was CCM. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. So Thomas's dad comes in, and he I find him a pair of skates. Well, there was a machine in the day that vacuum tacked. You put your feet in yeah. a in a in a machine and suck all the air out of it. So we did that to Thomas's father, and he's sitting in a chair like this, and he starts lighting a cigarette up. <laughs> and it I say, man, this ain't Austria. You can't smoke butts in here. That's great. And, and he's got like eight of his buddies there, and they're all starting to. I said, no, you guys, you guys got to go outside and. He's sitting in that machine. Wait till you get out. And you can go out and have your cigarette. That's, funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And his, he was really a cool guy, but uh, I'll never forget that. I tell Thomas that story all the time. Well, I, I've talked, but I did tell him that story. So God, the, you mean the, it just must be the words out, right? Like everybody's like, "Hey, where's the best hockey shop in the in Minnesota?" And like, just go to Strauss. Strauss well, you know, is where it's at. You know, there is you know pure hockey and everything. We hire we even the young kids. We train them like the like hockey guys, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I remember before it was pure hockey, it was total hockey, and I met the owner at a Vegas ho hockey show one time, and he says, we don't hire hockey people. We hire trained people to sell. I go, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. And then they moved into Maplewood, and about 50 people came in with the wrong size skates. And the wrong, right. I kind of figure, you know, they were doing something wrong. Right. It's not Foot Locker. Well, I mean, you know, it's hockey. There, there's guys like me, and there's guys like Scott Hambley, that's been there 30 years and has coached hockey and play and who's coached more hockey than Moose Young Ans, who's a legend everywhere in these legend. Yep. And uh, the kids we hire, we train them to, you know, I can't, I can say in all the years, I've probably misfit five people in 30 years. And we really pride ourselves on that and uh, stand behind our product. And uh, we're really old school. We really are. It's as old school as you can think. Uh, um, if somebody has a problem, we deal with it, and we don't just say, you know, here, we'll return it or something. My son had bursitis on his big knobby ankle bone, the inside ankle bone, and he fought that thing for three months. He couldn't skate. He couldn't find his skates didn't work because they didn't fit, and we talked to everybody we could, went to a surgeon, and he let it, you know, die down a little bit, and Rody and I kept conversation. Well, what should we do? Should we move out of Bauer? Should we go to CCM? What should we, you know, check it out? Rody got him into a pair of skates, you know, like these are a little softer. This got this, this got that, and he hasn't had a problem since. And you know, just work with them and figured it out. And a little bit, of course, you know, like try them out. They don't fit. They don't work out. Let me know. We'll talk. We'll figure things out. And we, I mean, I was like, all right, it's gonna have to stop skating. Like this thing is big and not healing, and it's worked out. So he's I, he is the man. I'm he's known the, as the dime store podiatrist. <laughs> I've actually had doctors send people in to see me, you know, guys that I know that are podiatrists. Go see Rody, he'll, he'll work. In fact, I'm not kidding. This, it wasn't the surgeon because Meischling was the surgeon, yeah. but it was the doctor before I went to Meischling. And he said, I called around. This guy didn't know anything about yeah. hockey. I called around to some guys I know that know hockey. And there's a store called <laughs> Struhaus. Struhaus. 
And there you should talk to a guy named Bill. <laughs> I was like, okay, I know that guy. <laughs> that's I coach with that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's incredible. But there, the old school mentality, the old school looking out for everybody. I mean, it's a, the epitome of why we, we wanted you here for six months. Yeah. <laughs> you are East Side. I mean, you're not from there, but you are part of the East Side because you've been there and you've helped so many different people out. It's 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 incredible. I mean, it I, I mean, there's a story at the end of this, but I'm going to say, but I'm going to yeah. wait for that because but you're you're such a good dude and you've helped all of our kids. And you I mean, that's I don't some people go there just to go there. <laughs> I get guys that come in and don't want to buy it. They just come to. The one thing about the East Side is, and I'll go back and I, I get a little emotional. As you guys probably know that I was diagnosed with stage three cancer 17 years ago. They people got together and held a benefit for my family, my my wife and I, my family. Well, my wife also should probably get mad about it. It's a breast cancer survivor. We both had cancer, but they had a, they had a uh, fundraiser at Mancini's, and to this day, John and Pat they still laugh about it. I still own the biggest bar tab in the history of Mancini's. <laughs> they great. went through, uh, they always say, went through 140 cases of Miller, eight cases of Captain, uh, eight kegs. Yeah. And I, I says, well, whose record did I beat? And uh, Johnny always said, you beat Norm Coleman, Senator Norm Coleman. Norm Coleman. <laughs> it's one thing I'm proud of. That's so, great. Yeah. Because but the, the East Side rallied. There were people from everywhere. All my buddies and guys worked, uh, uh, led by Moose and his crew, and one of the Stalmers, as we talked about earlier, Cricket Stalmer, um, uh, and more people. I I can't think now. It's been so long, but yeah. it was all East Side, and everybody showed up. But you couldn't park. People to this day tell me I came to get there. I went come there to park, and I had to park ten blocks away. And I said, "The hell with it!" But it was amazing, and everybody rallied around that it was called rally for roadie we had a walk around lake phelan because i'm an avid walker and i walked lake phelan um we must have had we had every stillwater hill murray because you guys know i roughed high school and college hockey my last 20 years and we had the hill murray girls hockey team there at stillwater white bear roseville they all came and supported me at phelan with the walk and it was just Again, that's that East Side mentality too, you know. Just like out for each other, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have? Uh, that's awesome. Um, do you have any crazy Strauss stories? Like one thing I'm thinking, like when we go in there during like playoff time, you'll like run into White Bear parents or Hill Murray parents or coaches or that. Or is that, I mean, there's that, but is there also like things that you look back on and go, oh god? Well, there was just one the thing. other day. This oh, is shit. this. There was just one. Guy calls me, it was last Monday, first call. He says, uh, I'm looking for a size blah, blah, blah skate for my son. He says, I'm, I'm in Chicago. I says, okay, what size? He says, size 10, and that was a junior 10. Not an adult. I go, okay. And he's looking for like a three, $400 skate. And um, um, oh, okay, size 10, I'm thinking, ooh. 
So I went and looked, and I found one, and I said, yeah, I got something. It's about 149 He goes, no, no, I need something about three or $400. He's the best five-year-old in Chicago. <laughs> and he was serious. He was a top, he's a top five-year-old. He skates every day. He needs something more expensive. He's the top five-year-old in Chicago. I said, well, I ain't got nothing to help you. I hung up. And I looked around, I was going to grab a knight and slip both of my wrists. I can't take this. The top five-year-old in Chicago. Uh, and we've, had, we've also had guys come in uh, back in the day when Scott Hambly sharpened skates and uh, who was the, the Bantam coach at White Bear or. Say he dulled them or something. And he said, well, they'd come up to me. The guy, I don't want that guy to sharpen. He's the, he's the White Bear coach. <laughs> and we play them tonight. That's funny. And, I go back and tell him that he goes, do you think really, <laughs> this is my job. I yes. make money here. I'm not going to dull some, but we've had more people. I've had people come in and, and bitch to me and that we ruined the kid in tryouts because he had the wrong stick and it was all our fault. He wanted refunds. I've had that a hundred times. Oh my year. God. My kid didn't make the A team because you, you fit him in the wrong skate and, the wrong stick. I've had that more often than anything. See, that's when I need to call Brian Corrales because yeah. I punched somebody right in the goddamn <laughs> face. I mean, they're being friggin' morons. Holy I, cow. I, the biggest, my biggest, and Bobby, and because I know how your kids are with sticks, the biggest fallacy, maybe fallacy isn't the right word, but the biggest farce is eight. The 12-year-old kids do not need a $300 stick right now. Right. They don't. And maybe if I'm saying this and I sell them, you want to buy people, and I tell that to They're going to still come and buy them. Yeah, they're still going to buy them. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to listen. Right. You heard it. Five-year-old kid. You heard you it here first. don't need a $300 stick right now in their career. But it, it never start them with that ultra-light one. Because going back to the heavy ones, yeah, it is harder. For sure, right? Yeah, but as you can, you can get, and again, eight to twelve year old. You can get a nice stick for a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's all you need. They don't, you know. They, we use they, trees. Yeah, we right. used to get them three for nine ninety nine. Or the Northland goes, with the blue line yeah, up it. Yeah, Northland Custom Pro. Yeah. Oh yeah. There I go back to the dinosaur here. I and I know everything is, everything is so much change. And you both, you guys know, having kids still in hockey that, you know they. Uh, what's the, my my biggest pet peeve? Oh, um, and you, you and you know people that I'm, I won't say their names, but um, they do. What do they call it? Bedroom, not bedroom hockey. In the morning, breakfast hockey. Yeah. Oh, they take yeah. their little ten year old kids before school at six or seven at the rec center sure. yeah. and skate. I'm going, oh my god, people. Yeah, get them up cold. early. Yeah, but again, that you know we, I mean, again, dinosaurish. I keep using that term, but. We, we just played, but now it's... Shit, I used to have a guy, when I played a baseball at Parkway, Yeah, he's like, you're going to be a pro. The only way, only way you're going to get there is to train. He would pick me up. Remember Mike Gibson? Yeah, yeah. Mike Gibby. Would, Gibby would pick me yeah. up at 6 in the morning every day, and we'd go run friggin' failing. My okay. Bobby's training you to be the best. I ask me how long you didn't how stick many, with it, did you? How many days now? Did I make you're it? doing a shitty podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> but Gibby, I mean, they're great. I, yeah, I love Mike Gibson. I love Bob Gibson. Battle. I love all those guys. He coached yeah. at uh, uh, Parkway, Parkway, and yep. then he coached over at what do you call it? Um, a twin, 
East Twins. East Twins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, those are phenomenal facilities just for for having baseball. You know, we're getting off hockey, but it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, those guys are great East Side guys, right? I mean, yeah. Bob, Mike, Billy. I mean, they well, were. You go, I, I know, and again, you go. I keep referring to Moose, but Moose has been coaching since he's eighteen. He's sixty-six. Wow. I think he's coached. He coached baseball. Is that 58 years? No, I went to Harding. I'm joking. <laughs> a full 58 years. 48 years. Math was the best five years of your life. <laughs> but you think guys like that, I mean, there's nobody like Nobody's that. had that Nobody's kind of like impact. That. I mean, again, I've been, at, I've been fortunate for 10 years to allow the Stillwater people to let me coach. And I coached with Tom, but I'm... Not, I'm not your on in Tom. No, I'm not your on ice guy. I'm just kind of that. But it's been, and I brag about this. I literally brag about this. I've never, never, never had a problem with a Stillwater parent in my ten years there. Wow, that's impressive. And I've never. But you know what? Because I, I you drink a lot. I, I hang with them. Be honest. Yes. And I talk to them. And there's something going on. I tell. It's that guy that's. And alienates himself, but you that. have a different demeanor about it's you. A different, and, it's yeah, a different. It's a different coaching. Yeah, that's okay. That's oh, how you diffuse things, and you yeah, talk to them. And you, you know, we've never one hundred percent. The year we coach, we never yeah. had a problem. You sing we songs had, at uh, you sing songs yeah, at other tournaments. <laughs> yeah, we had Bobby's kid on the team. We still have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent a year with him, yeah. so I made yeah. it through there. Yeah. Let me transition a little bit here and talk. Um, we do a segment, Rody, called Bobby's Bar Review. Yeah. And today, Bobby's got a, a good bar review. We went and checked it, this place out in North St. Paul. Uh, it's called Max Diner. Max Diner. I was just there for breakfast last All Friday. Right. Oh, so Bobby's going to tell us. To, you might be able to get into this. Bobby's going to give us his review. And yeah. the best thing about Bobby's bar review is, all the bars are good, right? Bobby's <laughs> yeah. like, I love this place. This yeah. is great. So, Bobby, uh, tell us what you thought about Max. Max was great. Atmosphere was great. Little. I mean, diner-ish, which that's what it's called at Max Diner, but they had a lot of TVs, bars nice, and the food was, you know, I mean, you got different little categories. The food right? was great. I thought the food, I mean, we, what did we have? Yeah, not a lot, a couple we, apps. But, but I did go back there a different time, and food was great. Okay. I mean, the atmosphere, it's a little, you never know what you're going to get. I think, you know, it depends on what time you're going in. It had to be 30 30 ARP cards passed out when I was there the second time, but the food was really was good. probably mine, one of mine. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. The food was good. I okay. thought the food was really good. So we got, good. we got some categories here. So drinks, mm -hmm. would you go out of 10? What do you think? Oh, the first night we were there, they were pretty solid. A couple old fashions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I'd say seven and a half, eight. Okay. Uh, atmosphere. Atmosphere, I'd say is six. Maybe five and a half, six. Yep. And why would you rank at that? Because it's a diner. I mean, it's really more for food than it is for. Yeah. Know, it's right. more older people. Yeah. Dish. Yeah. Yeah. You really more can't a little sit more of a restaurant yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Still have TV, so you can bring. And know, they got pull tabs. You can have a day, like an Alzheimer date, <laughs> and uh, make sure that everybody can watch TV still. A nice patio. So talk about the, so like atmosphere wise, we kind of go pull tabs, golden tea, and touch tunes. Any of those three? Pull tabs. Pull tabs. Yeah, so one of three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, service. Service is good. Yeah. They're running hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you always, I always like looking at the waitress 
or the bartender when they have 20 of these old ladies there because they want everything now and they aren't getting tipped anything. So those bartenders, waitresses or whatever, they're, they're pissy for sure. But happy mother's day. Oh, happy mother's day. Uh, and then uh, food, you thought food was pretty I good. thought the food was really good. I mean, food was probably the best thing. I'd say eight and a half, nine. Okay. So we got probably hovering around a, what would you final score it? I'd say it's seven and a half, eight, maybe, somewhere in there. Okay. I, I, the food was great though. So yeah. call there for the food for sure. I've been, I've been there for two breakfasts. The first time was there. It was terrible service, cold food. We were there last week. It was great service and hot food. But they had just opened. Yeah. And we were there for uh, lunch one time and service was a little slow. But it's a new, I mean, the I think I, the people that own it run uh B fifty twos and Timber Girl, right. so they know what they're doing. Right. But I had their chicken sandwich was good, and and they got a nice patio outside. And nice to have another, another place option. like that in right. in North Saint Paul. Go to Newman's and walk across the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, great food, great great food spot. Yeah. Rody got favorite uh, favorite bars, East Side bars. What do you like? Well, Vogels, you can't beat Vogels. Right. Well, I mean, we're, we'll have to do a bar review at Vogel's, but I can probably tell you what it's going to be already. <laughs> okay. The ambiance. Well, we'll save this it, one, though. Don't get into that. Yeah. What else do you like, Rody? Where do you like hanging out at? Um, Eastside Ob's. Yeah. Ob's is good. Yeah. Uh, the uh, food what, is always good at Ob's. And, um, what about back in the day? The back of the day, Rainies, no, Chucks, no. Louis, Spankies, Spankies. That's what Spankies. I heard. Spankies was your bar. Spankies and Michaels. Spankies. Well, then Michaels. That's where all the the turkey boogie was at. That Michaels was the Whiskey Turkey Boogie. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the best party of the year. The Whiskey Turkey Boogie. Yeah. I think that's the name uh, of this podcast. <laughs> Mark it right now, Gabe. I got punched yep. right in the eye that's, one time that that bar. We right used to uh, have this turkey boogie, and the band Rags. Yeah, would always play. We. Actually had it at the Armory at, on the East Side one night. We've taken our first, well, I say our, I had moved to the East Side when I was working for the Fighting Saints. I lived at home with, uh, I have three sisters and a brother with a two-bedroom house, one bath. <laughs> and I'd go on road trips. I'd come home at three in the morning, be on the road, blah, blah, blah. So I finally moved out to the East Side on 3rd and Johnson Parkway. And I got to know all these whiz kid guys. Um, I didn't play ball with them a time till later. But anyways... They'd have this turkey boogie. It started at the glass bar, yeah. which was on Mariah and Third. Third Mariah, yeah. And we had to. It wasn't had, there anymore. We, we yeah. played music. We didn't have a band. And we ran, our kegs ran out. We had to go next door to glass bar and blah, blah, blah. blah. The next year, they kept upgrading, upgraded. They used to go Old Cottage Grove, that hall out there. We had it yeah. out there a couple times. Uh, used to be at the uh, Hazel Park Commercial Club. I mean, that was the that was the, you know, that was the the craziness of all craziness. It got bigger one night. The night we had it at the um, Armory Armory oh, under, yeah. East Side Armory, we went through thirty eight kegs. Now think about that. That was that was. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a party like you've that never was from seen nine to one. Thirty eight kegs of beer. Nine in the morning. That's when it started. No, not that. Oh. It was always on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Well, it's the night before Thanksgiving every yeah. year. Yeah, nine year. to one. You went through thirty eight kegs. Thirty eight kegs. Holy, thirty eight kegs. Christ. That's a lot of beer drink. All right, everybody. Let's talk about Duke Cannon real quick. It's playoff hockey season, and you know what that means—that playoff beards are ready to be unleashed. 
So you've seen it out there on the ice. You've seen mutton chops. You've seen beards. You've seen mustaches. And Duke Cannon Supply Company makes those hardworking grooming products for hardworking guys like us Eastsiders. <laughs> I'm an Eastsider, right? Uh, so check out DukeCannon.com where you can find all these products. You can even use Beard 10 and you get 10% off your next order at Duke Cannon. All right. And then we've got one more quick sponsor we want to talk about. And this is Unreal. You got to check out the latest podcast with Tom Garrity and John King, where they had uh, Michael Jordan, the founder of Unreal, on there. And what I love about Unreal is they are a true, unique, uh, independent clothing brand. And they've got the coolest stuff going on right now. They've got uh, these sweatshirts that you've seen all over the place. I've got these high necks on them and, um, and they got the, you know, they got the cool pants, they got the sweatshirts, they got the workout clothes. They are a sweet uh, apparel company for athletes. Um, and if you are the athlete type, you like lounging around, you like hanging out. Uh, these are the, the go-to gar garments you need to reach for every day, not just game day. So check out, uh, unreal for yourself and just visit unreal.co and that's U N R L.co. No, it's not.com. It's.co because they are just that cool. And if you use promo code pull tab 15, guess what? You get 15% off your next order. So visit unreal.co check them out tell them bobby finn sent you and you'll get 15 percent off your next order so i want to talk about one other thing so we've got another, one more segment and we'll branch off of this but it's the bobby finn don't be a dick of the week um, where we highlight someone who's just not being cool bobby who's your don't be a dick of the week oh well, you know i was going with somebody else until last night last night i was up watching the twins all night long and bill cuzzy Bill Cuzzy, the umpire, holy shit, has he screwed the twins? Oh, my God. When he screwed Joe Maurer back in the day on that, that double down the line, and he called it foul, and it, was a, it, it actually hit Melky Cabrera. His glove. And stayed fair about a foot, and he called it foul. <laughs> and then he said, oh, I, maybe I didn't really see it. Well, then ask for some help because you got 15 other umps out there, right? Last night, I don't know if you saw it, Bill, or not, but... I fell asleep. <laughs> it was late. It yeah. went, I think it went 14, but... 12. 12. So yeah. Kirilov was up, and I think it was the 10th, and they always they start with... The new rule is they start with somebody on second base. His base is juiced. I mean, I mean, Kirilov's up, and he's been smoking the ball. And he called a high and outside pitch. It was outside by four inches. High and outside. He didn't swing, and he called it a strike. Kirilov looks back at him like, what? What? I can't hit that. Third strike, inside. You can't, you can't have it both ways. Usually, umps call it outside. So he called a strike that was an outside ball, and then he called another strike that was an inside and ball. And that was the third strike, so he's, you know, he's done. And it's like, usually, umps are pretty consistent about where they're calling it. Are they calling the inside or are they calling the outside? And, and, Cuzzy just says, I'm from New York. I don't give a shit. F you, Minnesota. It, it I, seems that way, right? Oh, I'm so freaking. Be naked. done with them. Yeah. I mean. Bro, you call it one of both ways, right? You're like, you just got to be consistent. <laughs> when I was reffing, that was my favorite line. And some dad hollered, call them both ways. <laughs> but you got, I mean, you know, baseball's <laughs> different. teams out there. But baseball's baseball different. different. Yeah. yeah. When you're calling, when you're behind home plate and you see the plate, you either stand behind, on the right side of the catcher's shoulder, maybe on the left side. I mean, 
So everybody's seeing something different, but usually they're pretty consistent. Yeah, he's, those guys are. he's calling it inside or he's calling it outside. You can't, not both. And this was, this strikeout pitch was three inches, four inches inside I too. I was like, Bill they, Cousy, they were ripping the them all the day on Cape Fan. Holy, I mean, usually those guys don't get too carried away. They ripped, well, they, they ripped Cousy. He just all got day. to be our. Don't be a dick Don't of the week. Don't be the dick of the week. Uh, I like that. Good choice. <laughs> so, Rody, uh, one other segment I want to get in, yeah. into I want to talk to you about is you talked about at the beginning with the St. Paul Fighting Saints. Yeah. So for those who don't didn't grow up with the St. Paul Fighting Saints, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because we gotta we gotta we gotta bury down to the, who are the Saints? What was it all about? Well, they were the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Really? Okay. Yeah, not St. Paul. St. Paul was in the sixties. If you that was the the first group. They were called the St. Paul Saints. Okay. Where they were a farm club of New York Rangers. But when 1972 3 was the first year of the World Hockey Association. So it was guys like signed like Jerry Cheevers, uh, Derek Sanderson, who was my idol, was the first $2 million player, Bobby Hull. Yep. Um, Bobby Hull played for the Saints. No. In the league, I'm sorry. You okay. played in the you played for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. So there was, if I and I get this right, there was the Chicago Cougars, the Minnesota Fighting Saints, the Winnipeg Jets, the Quebec uh, Nordiques, uh, New York Raiders, um, uh, West LA Shark, LA Sharks. So it was, and at that time they stole a lot of guys from the NHL. And uh, we had our first year. We had mostly college guys or Olympians, guys like um, uh, Len Lillyholm, Jack McCartan, Mike Lefty Curran, uh, Craig Falkman, who was a Johnson Eastside guy. That was their very first. But next year, then they started eating out all the NHL guys. They were paying them guys two hundred thousand back in seventy seventy three. I was making three and a quarter fulls of thousand watching jobs. <laughs> and they're tough guys. There's good hockey. What was oh, it all they about? Were, well, they were tough guys. Let me just tell you a story too. So the Fighting Saints Farm Club was Johnstown, the Johnstown Jets. Mm -hmm. The movie Slapshot was our farm club. So those guys from the original movie were our farm guys. I got to know some of them guys. And, uh, that movie, that show, that movie was about sixty percent true. It wasn't a lot of that stuff. We happened. had Jack Carlson on here, and he yeah, he yeah. said the same thing. We posted this like this is this is how this scene happened. These guys actually climbed the boards. Actually, to do yep. It. And yeah. and people were on our Instagrams going, "Oh, that didn't happen. The movie was right. written by a blah, blah blah." I was like, no, "Nope, that's actually what happened." It was written by Nancy Dowd, I think her yep. name was. Yep. It was his, her brother played for the. Um, for the uh, Johnstown Jets. In the movie, there were Charleston Chiefs. Glenn Sonmer, who was the Saints general manager and coach for the first year. Yep. Father-in-law, his name was John Mitchell, was the GM. I'm kind of a historian on the I guess. Side. I guess we got the right guy on the podcast. So um, our guys are going. Paul Holmgren played there. And, again, Dave Hansen, we talk. I'll tell you a quick Dave Hansen story. So Dave was... Uh, the reason it was supposed to be the Carlson brothers, but Jack was playing for, I think, the North Stars at the time. Yeah, I called up the Edmonton, he, he said. Okay, mm -hmm. I couldn't remember yep. where it was. But he wasn't in the picture. 
So they changed the name to the Handsome Brothers. Yep, got from Dave. The Carl. Well, it, it, let, let, let me go way back. So our first year of training camp of the Fighting Saints, we had it at the old deck at the Duluth in Duluth, Minnesota. And Glenn Sommer says, I got three guys coming in. And I knew who the Carlson boys were because <laughs> they were my age. And I played against them. And these three knuckleheads come in from Virginia, Minnesota and try it out. It was like the three guys with the black glasses. <laughs> and the first game, they each got in a fight. And, and I knew who these guys were. And it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So I knew about the Carlson brothers. And I knew they, they got sent to Johnstown, blah, blah, blah. But one of my favorite stories, David Hansen told me this. He lived in a little apartment building above the, the drugstore in Johnstown. And um, they're going to be in a movie. So one morning he hears a knock at the door. And he goes, who in the bleep is it? And he hears, hey, open the door. <laughs> he gets up and he's in his underwear, opens the door. And it was Paul Newman, the actor. Oh, shit. And he goes, and Hans goes, what the fuck you want? <laughs> and he goes, I want to rent your apartment building for making of the movie. Well, to this day, God rest his soul. And David would tell me um, that Paul and him became very, very good friends after the movie and everything. And Paul had a place, I think, on Cross Lake or, okay. you know, up in the Gulch. Yeah. And he, he was a big racer. So Dave, every summer, would go up and visit him and say, you know, and to this day, he always tells Dave that was one of the top five movies ever made in my life. Oh, absolutely. So um, David got to know him really well. But that's the story our slap shot was made. And those guys, um, those guys, half, half, half the stuff is true. Well, my final, my other story is, and in the movie, the big movie is Ogie Oglethorpe. Well, Ogie Oglethorpe is a true guy. And you guys probably know his name's Bill Goldthorpe. He's from Thunder Bay, Ontario. So he played for the Thunder Bay Hurricanes or Vulcans. They were, they played, all my buddies played on uh, St. Paul Junior Stars, they were called. Herb Brooks coached them. Mm -hmm. So I knew who Bill Goldthorpe was. He was complete, as crazy as a human being <laughs> that you can even think. He should have been locked up. I mean, he bit guys, he fought guys. So I saw him play junior hockey. A couple of years later, I never knew what happened to him. So I'm working for the Fighting Saints. I'm, I, I used to drive this big white van around to haul the airport, to the airport, the equipment of the visiting teams and stuff. So Samar calls me in the office. You got to go to the airport. We just traded for a guy. And I go, who? He goes, you know, you know who he is. I go, well, can't you tell me? No, just go get him. So that was the day you could walk up to the runway. You could walk up to the jetway yeah. and watch people come right off the plane. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, and this guy comes out. He's got a six-foot red hair afro getting off the airplane. I go, oh, my God, we got Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard that story. Oh, <laughs> and it's just like I said to myself, yeah. like, oh, my God, Goldie. So I get him in my van. I take him to get his gear, uh, all his equipment, and get him. Because I, I, he's the only guy. He, he wants to skate, but he wants to stop at a sporting goods store and get some handball gloves. And I couldn't figure out what does he want with handball gloves. So I go in there and I get him a pair of handball gloves. Okay, take him down to the locker room, get get his all his equipment, and he wants to skate. Well, before he skates, he takes the handball gloves, cuts the fingertips off them, 
He goes in and we had a we had a locker room, we had a sauna, and we had a smoking room because half the guys smoked between periods during the game. And we had a punching bag. Well, he didn't hit the punching bag. He took the glove, put his gloves on, and he pounded the cement wall. Jesus. Like 20 times, punched, I'm not exaggerating, punched the wall. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, toughen up a F and A. <laughs> toughen F and up A. <laughs> all right, so fine, great. He says, oh, I'm just going to skate a little bit. So, all right, I, he went out and skated for about 10 minutes. Finally, he said, I got to go. I got things to do. We got a game tonight. He's skating. I hear, boom, boom. So he's, he's skating as hard as he can. He hits the goal line, jumps up in the air, and checks the plexiglass with his back. <laughs> he, I pick the puck up. So I come off the ice. What were you doing? The same thing. Toughen up an A. Toughen up, eh? Well, the F bomb was thrown in there. Oh, yeah. But he didn't last very long. He he was literally, he literally was crazy. He scared me. He really scared (laughs) me. Was he a big guy? No. He was like 5'10, about 170. Just the toughest son. Just crazy. His eyes were about eight inches in his head. He had that red hair (laughs) afro. I mean, he literally was crazy. That's great. And he, uh, you you guys probably know. I always he played in Syracuse. That's yeah, who we that's got him they from. Had, that's they had him on the, oh, yeah. yeah. And you ever heard a story? He, he was sitting next to the bus one night with Bob Costas. That was Bob Costas' first first job announcer for the Syracuse oh, General. Oh, really? And he was going to beat Bob Costas up. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's fantastic. Was there a lot of that with the Saints in the in that league? Was there just oh, like yeah, yeah. tough guys and he, guys come off the ice all messed up oh, or yeah. what? One of my biggest thrills was uh, I got to be the equipment manager for the all, second All-Star game, and Bobby Hall and Gordy Hall were sitting next in the locker room. But Gordy Hall, Bobby, Gordy was different than Bob. Bobby would smile, and, hey, Billy, Gordy would and it was funny because I talked to him a little bit there. I played against his kids in the National Bantam Tournament from Detroit. So one night we talked during the All-Star game, and he was blah, blah, blah. But one night Goldie come up to – they were playing – he played for the Houston Arrows. And Goldie um, was giving Hull, uh, Gordy Hall crap. And Gordy says, I'm going to carve my initials in your face if you come any closer. <laughs> That's great. And Gordy had – Gordy had arms like – like this, oh, and he never lifted a weight. He was the biggest looking man, and real quiet, real. Where Bobby was effervescent. Yeah, they were complete opposites, but great guys. Gordy Howe, farmer, or come off like farmlands, or like, those guys are just like built was. big, you know. Like, Bobby was right. just a big farm boy. Bobby, they that Sports Illustrated picture, probably nineteen. They showed him bailing hay, and his, yeah. he looked like a body just chiseled, bailing. right? Yeah. Hmm. God. Yeah, he and that was, but the. Goldie was crazy. We had another guy named Blaine Bruiser Rideman. He came in again. He, we we got rid of him. And then next year later, I found he was a pro wrestler. <laughs> Blaine Bruiser Rideman. Oh, that's great. But a lot of the guys, I you know, it's funny. I uh, during a uh, couple three months ago, they had a Fighting Saints reunion, and about ten of the guys showed up, and two of the guys called me and wanted me to come down. I said, what do you want me to come down for? Well, make long story short, we sat outside the uh, XL and signed autographs. And I was at a table. So it was me. I was at the end table. It was Henry Boucher, the legendary, right. and, and me. Oh, my <laughs> was the last guy. Legends. <laughs> legends. Two and legends. People were coming through the line with Gary Gambucci, Mike Kerr, and Carl Wetzel, Ted Hampson, Bill Butters. 
these guys are signing autographs. I remember the first one, the guy says, well, what was your number? I say, hey, these guys want me to sit. I was the equipment manager. So he says, just put Bill Rohde EQ. <laughs> I signed 100 autographs. I'm oh, some lowly great. jock washer. But it was those guys still, to this day, still remember me, and they were they were um, really good guys. Like the first year I worked, now I was 18, 19 years old, and I didn't know this much about guys. Um, the end of the year, I got a tip. They hand me in an envelope. Here you go. And I looked, I go, it's five thousand dollars cash. Wow, wow! I know I'm 18 years old. I mean, you've you've been like this forever, and obviously you made everybody happy. Well, I can't change, so right. I, but uh, I hope I I hope I hope I made your kids happy when I coached. Oh, oh they yeah. loved you, man! Everybody yeah. loves Billy. Absolutely, Rody. they loved you. That, that that's still to this. That's one of the besides all my reffing and the fighting saints and uh, my co-experience with all the Stillwater people was always. It's been great. The kids still come in and call me coach from from Charlie Strobel to uh, Wiley, that both kids playing D1 and all those kids until kids not even playing, which is as long as they did well in school and moved on. They, it's been a great, great experience uh, with all you guys. And you guys know all your – we talk about this all the time off, off this podcast, but I've had fun with everybody down there. I wouldn't change anything. It's been great. It's just – We've never got to the to the top of the line. It's so hard to see these kids lose. I'm like a little girl. I go in the back room and start crying. <laughs> we all do. I know. Yeah. That's what it's like to be a Minnesotan, right? Misery. Right? <laughs> Get ready for it. But, Thanks, Billy. It's been right. uh, it's great. It's been fun having Thanks. you. On. We'll do this again. Yeah, it's been absolutely. Fun. And, Thank you. And Billy, I, I this is gonna probably suck to end this like this, but you 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 call my mom and her friend Shelly. The beer girls, right? <laughs> I've called them since yeah, 19. And so, you yeah. and Henry, yeah, which Henry, is your yeah. cousin, yeah, the beer boys, the right? The beer boys, yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, Shelly, you know, is battling cancer right now. I didn't now. know that. Jim. Just found it out like a I few days ago. So she's she's actually in the hospital right now. Oh God! Just want to say, you know, prayers for her and Let's say a prayer. Yeah, and get uh, get fight it and get better, and and then we can have a beer together again because. Yeah. She drinks Golden Light too, yeah. so it must be uh, must be that old time thing. But oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is. Every day we turn around. It's I bless every day after fighting cancer seventeen years ago. My wife, we talk. Every day is a good day. Every day is a good every day. Every day is a good day. And and you know what? Talking about you being on here, my mom said was it, it picked her up, and she good. obviously has been in a bad place, right? Yeah. But no, that's her best. That was friend. one of the, yeah. That was one of the things that made her happy. So. Awesome. Give her a big hug. Will do for sure, buddy. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. Thank you. It was it's fantastic. But hey, everybody, thanks for listening. We can be heard on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and all the other platforms in your podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell a friend about us. Last of all, you know, just like I learned growing up on the East Side, work hard. Don't be a afraid to get your hands dirty. Tell it like it is. Help your neighbors. Try to contribute in a positive way. Smile, laugh, and be a good person. And most of all, don't be a dick.